the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening and welcome to Contending for the Faith. We are the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Well, we've been talking now for uh, 25 episodes, including tonight, on an important topic of peace in the midst of of the battle. Sometimes our lives are chaotic. Sometimes our lives are turbulent. Sometimes our lives feel like we are in the middle of the Gulf War, taking all the artillery hits that the enemy can muster against us. Oftentimes we hear the word battlefield. We envision a literal battlefield with bombs going off and machine gun fire all around. Soldiers running, people screaming, chaos abounds. But have you ever considered that there is an intense battle raging in our thoughts on a daily basis? There's a battlefield going on in our minds where the enemy is relentlessly dumping his salvos of fear and anxiety and worry against us, but don't despair. There's good news in the midst of this battle. There's good news. I'm here to tell you tonight, there is good news. And to find out more, you're going to have to stay tuned because we are not pretending. We are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed. And thank you so much for that introduction and the challenging uh, way that you came about it tonight. Uh, We just want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we know you're going to be uplifted and blessed by the Word of God tonight. Peace in the battlefield. Oh, how we need that today in this troubled world. Everywhere you look, it's trouble, death, disease, killings. Everywhere you turn, everywhere you look, division. And, you know, these are, I'm going to say this by way of uh, introduction. You know, the thing that brings all of us down is like uh, three uh, Ps. Uh, Pride is the number one. You know, that's the thing that brought uh, Lucifer down. And pride always leads to uh, procrastination. And uh, that's putting something off today that you say you're going to do tomorrow. And you never do it tomorrow. And then the third P is practice. See, we don't practice what we preach. And these three P's uh, get us in trouble all the time. And so by way of introduction, I just want to say that there is an intense spiritual warfare against uh, every child of God in the unseen realm. It tells us that in Ephesians 6 and 12. The devil comes against us in the spiritual realm. 
the flesh comes against us in the inner realm, and the world comes against us in the outer realm. And that's one of the reasons why we got to put on the whole armor of God daily. You know, Dr. Donald Gray Brointhouse one time said, he was the former teacher of uh, my mentor, Dr. Walter Martin. He said, the next best thing to a damned soul is a Christian who has been neutralized and sterilized by the devil, that they're incapable of reproducing anything spiritually. <laughs> In other words, if the devil can't have your soul, he's going for the neutralization and sterilization of your life. And we see that this is so true. There is a book that I think that every Christian should have in their library. Matter of fact, I believe they should. It's a book written by Dr. Walter Martin entitled Screwtape Writes Again. Screwtape Writes Again. It was taken off of C.S. Lewis' uh, book, Screwtape Letters. And basically, Screwtape is the devil writing these letters to Wormwood, his nephew, on how to tempt us, how to get us to fall. And you want to get that because it's a masterpiece on how Satan works on us and what we must do to defeat him. Now, we've said that uh, there are a lot of afflictions that come upon us, and uh, we talked about spiritual affliction, emotional affliction, mental affliction, physical affliction. And these things open up the door to uh, sleepless nights, seven points, sleepless nights, irritations, eating disorders, suicide, immortality, uh, immorality rather, and drunkenness, and strife. And uh, so the eighth point that I want to open up tonight that is an affliction that the enemy comes upon us with is a demonic affliction. Demonic affliction. That's the eighth uh, affliction. And uh, this affliction is a affliction from the enemy that if we don't have the whole armor on, we will become doomed casualties. If we have the armor on, the whole armor of God, we become invincible in the spiritual warfare by which we face. Now, there are many different ways by which Demons attack us. They attack us many different ways, and that's why, again, you must be equipped or you will get whipped by the enemy. Ephesians 6, 10 through 18 talks about putting on the full armor of God so you can stand against the fiery darts of the wicked one, and you can stand in the evil day. All of us are going to have those evil days coming upon us in many different ways. And it doesn't have to always be sexual, but sometimes it can be financial. It can be many different ways by which evil days come upon all of us. Do you understand what I'm trying to say to you tonight? Now, let me give you a list, about six lists of how demons attack us. And I want you to make a note of this and write these six points down. Hopefully we can get to them. The first way that uh, demons attack us is in the uh, physical, with physical diseases, and in the physical realm. You know, if he can't get your soul, he tries to get you through your body many different ways. Through sickness, he tries to get you. Through giving in to addictions, giving in to sin, and that can cause diseases to come up on you. 
by not eating right. You know, so many different ways he attacked us through physical attacks and physical diseases. Not all diseases is from Satan, but some of it is. Number two, sometimes the attacks are in the mental area because he wants you to lose your mind. And the Bible says he will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. And the Bible talks about over and over how, you know, that God will give us peace of mind in this troubled world. But what the devil wants to do and demons want to do is make you lose your mind. And the attacks can be so tremendous that you can lose your mind if you don't keep your mind stayed on the Lord, you know. And that's so true. And uh, not all mental disorders are from demons, but some of them are. And you need to be aware of that because the mental disease problem today is huge in our world today. And it's not just a thing that uh, uh, psychologists can blame on a mental disorder. I believe that it's a spiritual disorder as well, equally. And Jesus, when he dealt with a lot of people in his day, they, had, they were mentally ill, but they were demon-possessed at the same time, too. And Jesus delivered them, and people need deliverance today. Thirdly, demons are also involved with tempting us to fall. Uh, and they love, Satan loves to come at us uh, with our greatest weaknesses. You notice in... Um, in Matthew chapter 4 and Luke chapter 4, when Jesus was led into the wilderness, it lets you know you're going to be tempted. Now, Jesus, after he was baptized, uh, he was on the mountaintop. And see, after he was baptized in Matthew chapter 3, the devil came at him in Matthew chapter 4, right after the baptism. See, when you're on a mountaintop, the devil wants to bring you down in the valley to make you lose your joy and your peace of mind. Don't let him. But also the devil attacks us and tempts us in the area of our very weakest spots. Now, Jesus was weak uh, when it came to food because he fasted 40 days and 40 nights. And the devil came at him and tried to get him to perform a miracle based upon uh, what uh, Satan wanted him to do. See, you can't listen to the devil. you got to always listen to God. But he comes at you at your weakest moments, and that's where you got to be strong with the armor on. That's so important. And when Jesus said, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us, <laughs> that means that every one of us are going to be led into temptation like Jesus was led into the wilderness. Are you understanding that? Every one of you, including me, we're going to be led every day in one way or another with temptation and testing. Some people say, well, why in the world did God put the tree of knowledge of good and evil in the Garden of Eden? Well, he put it there so that he can test Adam and Eve's loyalty and their faithfulness. And he tests you and me to see if we're going to be loyal. We're going to be faithful. See, Jesus said, if you're faithful in little, I will bless you in much. Yes, you have to be on your guard when you are tested. And pray that prayer, the disciples' prayer, Lord, deliver us. You're going to be led, but deliver us. 
the twofold prayer. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us. We need deliverance every day in one way or another. Number four, we also learn that demons are, are the originators of false teaching and false doctrines, heretical doctrines, and religious groups that are teaching false teachings and uh, the world religions today, the New Age movement, and people today say, uh, I'm into spirituality. Well, spirituality is not going to save you, my friend. you got to be born again. And that's what George Whitfield used to always preach to his congregation, that great preacher in the 1800s. He would always preach to his congregation every Sunday, you must be born again. You must be born again. And the pulpit committee got so angry with him, they had a pulpit meeting, and they said, George Whitfield, you got to change your text because you're preaching it every Sunday. We're getting tired of this. <laughs> George Whitfield looked at the congregation and says, I'll change my text when you've been born again. <laughs> oh, what a powerful statement. Number five, the Bible teaches that demons also can possess people. They cannot possess the Christian, but they can oppress the Christian and depress the Christian. Why can't they possess the Christian? I know that people today say Christians can be demon-possessed. Where do you find that at in the Bible? No, because your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and he's not going to share it with demons. Because it tells us in 1 Corinthians 3 and 16, know you not that your body is the temple. And it tells us in 1 John 4 and 4, ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Notice what it says, overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Number six and lastly, the Bible teaches that demons are committed to evil or do evil, but yet God will use what they are trying to do in evil in your life and bring about good. That's what uh, uh, Joseph said to his brothers in Genesis chapter 50. And Romans 8 and 28 says, All things work together for good to them that love God and them that are called according to his purpose. Don't you know when he says all things, that means the demoniac attacks of the enemy. God is going to take the attacks upon your finances. He's going to take the attacks upon you with your weaknesses. He's going to take the attacks of all the forces of darkness upon you if you trust in God, and he will bring good out of it. You know, you notice that with the story with uh, uh, Job, he couldn't do nothing, and the devil had to get permission, even with the swine. You remember the story about the swine, you know, and they had to go to Jesus and get permission. And uh, yet the, the pigs were smarter than most people. They didn't want them in them. And they went to the river area and choked some people said it was the first time the spam was mentioned in the Bible. No, it doesn't mention the word spam, but it's interesting. Well, in conclusion, I want to say this. You are not just a conqueror, Romans 8. You are more than a conqueror. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You have power and authority to say to Satan, the demons, be gone in the name of Jesus. You know what? They don't say this and I'm done. There are three or four things that demons fear. Make note of that. One thing is the name of Jesus. Invoke the name of Jesus against every force that's coming up against you in the spiritual realm, unseen realm. 
They fear prayer. Every time you pray, you bring yourself in the presence of God. They want nothing to do with God, so they go. Crucifix. They hate crucifix. Put them around in your house, in every room. They hate a crucifix because it points to their defeat. And then number four, they hate the armor of God. When you put on the whole armor of God, you are protected. It's a shield against all the attacks of the enemy. No police officer goes into an intense battle without the armor on, and so must you too. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches, and may we remember that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Brother Gary. Well, all right, it's time for us to take that commercial break. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you. Uh, that number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. That's one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Don't be shy. Pick that phone up and give us a call if you have questions or comments. If you need prayer, we're here to pray with you. Remember, prayer should be your first response, not your last resort. We want to encourage you. Be be prayerful in all situations. Don't worry about something, but rather pray about that something. And speaking of prayer, we want to begin by thanking everyone who's been praying for contending for the faith. Without your diligent prayers, uh, we could never have made it for so many years. We also want to thank those who gave over uh, the last week, Scott, uh, Michael, Jackie, Jerry, and Nancy. Um, please remember, it costs us 400 a week to uh, be on the air, and we need your help. As of right now, uh, we're running at a deficit of $362 for this week's program. So this is a very difficult time, especially for radio ministries. If, you, if you've been blessed by this program and Dr. Buckner's teachings, we just want to encourage you to partner with us financially. Some people even donate money from their inheritances or put radio programs in their wills. There's a lot of things you can do to create a legacy for um, these types of situations where even though you may have gone on to, to glory, your your resources are still working here on earth to touch and bless lives. So it's a it's an amazing thing you can you can get into. But in the meantime, there's two ways to donate. Number one, send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith. Post Office Box five five three Tiburon, California, nine four nine two zero. That's Contending for the Faith. P.O. Box five five three Tiburon, California, nine four nine two zero. And the second way is a lot easier. Just go online to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org, and click on the Donate button, and you'll be a blessing for time and eternity. Uh, If you were listening last week, you may have heard the announcement that Dr. Buckner is teaching a new class entitled, What Does It Mean to Be an Extreme Disciple? Part 2. Well, you still have one last opportunity to get in on this class. One last shot. So if you're interested, we want to encourage you. It's uh, this Monday, and it's going to be taught at the East Bay Baptist Association office at 1221 Pacific Avenue in San Leandro, California. The class begins at 7 p.m., runs till 9 o'clock p.m. 
Um, so if you're interested, this is your last chance to get in. Uh, class has already started, but it's not too late for you to take advantage. But this is the last chance. So if you're interested, uh, contact Dr. Buckner himself at area code 415-721-1778. That's area code 415-721-1778. Or you can email him at jl. B as in boy, CFTF at Comcast.net. J-L-B-C-F-T-F at Comcast.net. All right, Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary. And uh, we uh, hope that uh, those who have heard the announcements will join us in the class as well as just uh, be a part of uh, praying for us and supporting us because we need all the help we can get to continue to do what we're doing for the glory of God. Well, we're going to get to our callers, Brother Gary, and who do we have first? Well, up next we have Brother C.C. waiting patiently. How you doing, C.C.? Hey, how you guys doing? We're truly blessed. How are you? I'm hanging in there. Well, that's good. You know, keep hanging in there and keeping the faith. And how did you get blessed by the Word tonight? I got blessed by the Word because you, you, really, you really hit a nerve, which you always do when you talk, to, when you talk about um, how... You, how did uh, demons attack us in the spiritual realm, and just how you how you broke that whole format down? You know, what I'm saying about how 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 they attack us and how we um, have to be uh, equipped with the armor. And because I've been getting a lot of extra attacks um, in my house, because you know I, I have a certain time I pray, and like two two minutes before I'm praying, now I have people who will turn their music up loud right at the same time, like two mornings in a row they did it, and then it happened again to me when I was in my room one day. I went to go pray, and it was quiet, and then all of a sudden they turned the music up to the top, and I said, that's, I knew that was a tax from the enemy, so that really, that really, really spoke, it always speaks to me too, but I, that really spoke to me about you saying that, because if some people, people don't believe it or not, that that, that demon world is, is, is real, it's real, and they, like you said, they definitely don't want you to pray, and I like how you said, um, you brought up the, the point about, you know, the things things that they hate, you know what I'm saying? You talked about the cross, you talked about prayer, you know what I'm saying? And, and just, it just, you know, it gives me, gives me encouragement. I'm going to go and meditate on these things a little bit later on. Oh, praise the Lord. Well, thank you for the encouraging words from what you uh, got blessed with. Thank you so much with that. And uh, what's on your heart tonight? You have a question? Yeah, I've been. I want to ask you in First Corinthians chapter uh, fourteen. I've really been enjoying how you've been uh, breaking it down. I want to ask you another question in this uh, next verse that we haven't dealt with. Okay, and what verse is that? It's uh, verse six. Okay, you want to read it, and uh, so yeah, no problem. Listen, it says, um, "Now, now, brethren, if I come unto you." Speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you? Except you speak, you either by revelation or by knowledge or by prophesying or by doctrine. All righty. Thank you so much, uh, Cece, for reading the scripture. No um, this is a wake-up call. I want to say this uh, at the top. This is a wake-up call to all groups who put um, Emphasis on tongues above uh, these other points that he's mentioning here, revelation, knowledge, prophesying, and doctrine. In a lot of our churches today, and many churches, um, especially sometimes in the Pentecostal world, now I don't say that all of them do this, but many of them will um, 
put more emphasis on the tongue thing than the issue of uh, revelation, knowledge, prophesying, and doctrine. When we talk about revelation, we're talking about what God has already revealed in his word. Uh, We don't get, like, new revelations today, like uh, Joseph Smith said with the Mormon church, you know, and uh, denounce all the other churches uh, or cult leaders because Jude 3 says the faith has been once and for all delivered unto the saints. That means that God has said it all in Jesus Christ. So we don't need any other revelations other than what he has revealed to us. So he says, now, brethren, now, the word brethren refers to uh, Christians, all Christians, because the Bible is written to Christians. Now, brethren, if I come unto you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit? What shall I profit you? In other words, the Apostle Paul is saying uh, spiritually tongues and such uh, didn't benefit the congregation on a huge level. It benefited them, but not on a huge level. The thing that benefited them is the things that are said behind that. He says, except I shall speak to you either by revelation, in other words, what God has already revealed in the Bible, by knowledge, the knowledge that God has given through Christ, and prophesying. That's another word for preaching or doctrine. One of the reasons why so many people are biblically illiterate, that's the curse of the church today. And you remember Hosea said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And then Amos said, there's a famine not only in the land, but there's a famine of the word of God. So ignorance is one of the worst sins in the church today, and one of the bigger sins in the church today. And our job is to make sure that we follow this line of, of, of reasoning with these D's, that we start off with discipleship. That's why I'm teaching a class now, because discipleship is critical in the life of every Christian If you don't get that in your life, you'll miss out on everything else that God calls you to do. And you can also miss out on eternity because everything that Jesus taught on discipleship started off in Matthew chapter 10. Discipleship started off in Matthew chapter 10, and all of the other gospel writers pick up on that. So you got the first D, which is uh, discipleship, and that leads to give birth to to doctrine, right doctrine. When you've been discipled right, then you will have the right D, the second D, doctrine. And then the third D is discernment. It's important for us to be discerning, and we have lost that. You know, John says, test the spirits, because many antichrists are in the world today, spirit of the antichrist. And then the fourth D, that it'll bring discipline, right discipline, in the word, into everything. So, The emphasis is upon the revelation, the knowledge, and prophesying, which is preaching, and or by doctrine. What Paul is doing is making that a superiority over the issue of tongues, because the church is going to benefit more from these latter points than the upper point of the speaking in tongues. And so that's what he's saying. Hopefully that's giving you some insight into that point. Uh, yes, yes, it has. I, I, appreciate, I appreciate that a lot. Yes, yes. You make the differentiation between the two because uh, we reverse it in our churches. We seem to emphasize the first point, and he says that uh, 
that's not profiting people, but the thing that's going to profit them the most. I mean, they will get blessed by that if they do it in order and with an interpretation. But the thing that's going to benefit the church the most is these revelations that God has already given us, the knowledge and the preaching and the doctrine. Okay, so anyway, uh, let's have a, a prayer request for you, and then we're going to get to some more callers. Brother Cece, what's uh, your prayer request? Uh, can you pray? For, can you continue to pray for my mother, Rosa, Linda, and, and um, pray for my family as well? I appreciate that. And for me, I just having some problems in my apartment with my with my property manager, um, who's not fixing some things, and the things that she needs to fix is getting the owner mad, which she can end up wanting to put me out of there. So if you can pray on that and pray pray any other way you guys want to pray for me, you know. And then um, again, I just want to um, lift lift up Tito Jackson, Michael Jackson's brother. Um, I know he's not married to his wife anymore, and I don't. And, and there's no sign of him following Christ. I want to pray for him, and I want to lift lift up uh, Eminem again, the rapper Eminem. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, well, an, an encouraging word for you too when you're facing all these things in life. Just uh, uh, remember an important uh, scripture, and you may want to look at that is. Um, Isaiah 54 and 17, no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. Every tongue that shall rise up against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. You should look at that and just stand on it, uh, and that will bless you. Thank you. I, I, I'm going to definitely do that. Appreciate it. Yes, because a lot of people stop with the weapons uh, formed against thee shall not prosper, but they don't continue to read where it says, every tongue that shall rise up against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. Those two go together, and most of the time we miss out the latter part of the verse. Okay, Brother Gary, let's, let's pray for our brother. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. And, Lord, we, we know that you're able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. And so, Lord God, we commit all of these prayer requests into your hands, Lord God, particularly regarding this property management situation, that you would give our brother favor. And that you, Lord God, would stand with him and help him to realize that you will never leave him nor forsake him. And that you have his situation well in hand. And that you will give him victory. And that you will give him continued victory. We also lift up Eminem and uh, Tito Jackson as well. Lord God, we pray for their salvation. That you bring people into their lives as well. To touch them at their point of need. And, Lord God, we also lift up his family, Mother Rosalinda, and that you would just continue to be with him and uh, continue to encourage C.C. so he can move forward in, in victory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, C.C., for your call, and God bless you, brother. Thank you for that wonderful teaching, all of them. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. All righty, Brother Gary, we'll get to Rick when we come back. All right. I hear the music playing, and it's time for us to take that commercial break. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecture Counselor, and Expert on the Cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Uh, once again, we just want to encourage you that if you've been blessed by this program, if you've been listening uh, the many, many years that we've been on the air and have enjoyed Dr. Buckner's teaching, um, we want to encourage you now is the time to step up not only to pray for this ministry, but we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. This is a listener-supported ministry, and without your support, we are not going to be able to stay on the air. And so right now, we're running a deficit of $362. We want to encourage you to, if you haven't 
uh, had opportunity to make a donation. Uh, now is a good time. We want to encourage you to do so. Uh, you'll be a blessing for time and eternity. There's two ways that you can give. Number one, send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. And the second way is so much simpler. Just go online to to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org. Click on the Donate button, and it's that simple. It'll be a blessing for time and eternity. And once again, we want to remind you that if you're interested in taking Dr. Buckner's class this Monday entitled, What Does It Mean to Be an Extreme Disciple Part 2?, uh, this is your last opportunity to get into this class. It's going to be held at the East Bay Baptist Association office located at 1221 Pacific Avenue in San Leandro, California. It's going to be this Monday beginning at 7 p.m. So if you're interested, uh, we want to encourage you, you know, if you live in the area, even if you don't, and if you can make it, uh, this is a great opportunity. You'll be blessed uh, If you're interested, contact Dr. Buckner himself at area code 415-721-1778. That's area code 415-721-1778. Or you can email him at jlbcftf at comcast.net. All right, let's get to our callers. Brother Rick is on the line waiting patiently. Hello, Brother Rick. How are you doing? Brother Rick. Well, he was waiting patiently. Are you there, Brother Rick? <laughs> uh, hopefully he didn't fall, fall asleep. All right, let's go on to Jermaine. Maybe we'll get him back. Brother Jermaine, how are you doing? <clears throat> I'm here. I'm awake. Oh, good. <laughs> amen. Amen. Maybe it'll give uh, Rick some time to wake up <laughs> if he went to sleep. Uh, uh, how did you get blessed tonight, brother? Did you hear the word? Yeah, I sure did. Um, I Again, just uh, like taking taking some medicine, uh, the, especially the P's, procrastination, pride. Those were uh, two of my downfalls when I was very young. I actually had uh, opportunities for scholarships that I had to turn down because I was too afraid to tell them I, I couldn't fly. I was afraid. And, uh, yeah, I, I definitely it hit home. Amen. Well, thank you for sharing that. And what's on your heart tonight? you have a question? Yeah, I just wanted to uh, do a part two of the question I asked last week about animals and and their place in creation, how some people seem to elevate them up to the level of a human. Um, I know another aspect of that is you have a lot of people who are, who feel like they're, they're almost spiritually convicted not to eat meat. And, uh, you know, the whole vegan craze that's going on now, I know it kind of goes on, it it revolves, it goes away, it comes back, but now they're on a major move. and And I know a lot of Adventists, they particularly are, are proponents of that particular lifestyle. Um, me personally, I don't have a problem with what you eat, or how you eat it, but just when you start trying to spiritualize it and make it almost a religion, that's when I have a problem. And I've seen some Seventh Day Adventist doctors even who would be, um, you know, proponents of, of eating vegan because they make the claim of the Garden of Eden and, and Genesis, how originally man was vegetarian, but they skip like most of the the Bible that, that directly follows that, where people were eating meat. Now, I just wanted to know, is it is there anything wrong with a person who feels like maybe they just don't like the whole aspect of killing something and having to eat it, and they'd rather just sit down to have a stalk of broccoli or whatever? 
Well, I think that it's a matter of uh, freedom of the conscience, and we need to respect that because that's where the Apostle Paul was dealing with this stuff in his day because he was dealing with uh, people that was a type of uh, Adventists and uh, Sabbatarians because he was dealing with the Judaizers because they were trying to embark upon everybody to abstain from this and not eat this and don't eat that. But uh, Paul was in the middle of all this stuff regarding days, and this is something, a wake-up call for those who want to say this is a certain day that you should worship on and this is a certain type of food you should eat. Uh, Paul really hits this between the eyes in Romans chapter 14, uh, where he says in verse 2, For one believeth that he may eat all things, another who is weak eateth herbs. So in other words, he's even saying that the person who is a, that want to be a bunny rabbit, if you want to be a bunny rabbit and eat herbs, uh, then go ahead and be a bunny rabbit. And But he says that the people that do that are weak. Uh, and then he says, but others uh, uh, like to eat all things. That's me. I mean, I'm, I'm an eater of all things. Uh, and then he says in verse 3, let not him that eateth despise him that eateth not, and let not him which eateth not judge him that eateth, for God has received him. And then he goes on and said, one man, verse 5, one man esteemeth one day above another, uh, and another esteemeth every day alike. I mean, that's me again. I, I, I esteem every day alike. And some people esteem one day above another. But he said, let every man be fully persuaded in his own conscience. See, we always got to go to Scripture to debunk all of these things that uh, people are trying to argue. The problem with a lot of people, they are ignorant of Scripture, and we throw scripture right at them because at one time uh, in the beginning, everybody uh, like Adam and Eve, they were vegans. But when sin came in the world, God allowed them to eat meat. And if God allowed it, we can't, uh, you know, argue with him. We got to accept it. And then so the other thing is this, that uh, those who are ignorant of scripture, they have no idea an understanding of hermeneutics. What is hermeneutics? It's the biblical science of interpretation. And the first principle of hermeneutics is that you always interpret the Old Testament in the light of the New, never the reversal. So when you have Sabbatarians and Judaizers and people who are in the Hebrew roots movement, that's a big thing too. They argue infinitum ignizum, the uh, try to embark upon us Old Testament things. Uh, even in the Old Testament, they were some people were allowed to eat meat, even the Jews and some of the other people, but they stayed away from pork. But Paul says in the New Testament, all things are good as long as we give thanks. And then you got to hit them right between the eye with the fact that Jesus said, it is not that which uh, what, uh, goes into a man that defiles him, but it's that which comes out of the man that defiles him. So Jesus is the greatest authority. Okay, you got the greatest authority on this issue of meat and what you should do and what you should not do. He's the greatest authority. And he says, it's not that which goes into a man, what, in other words, what he eats that defiles him, is that which comes out of him, out of his heart, that defiles him. 
And then you remember you throw in the face of them, too, the whole issue with Peter. Peter was hung up on this stuff. Uh, I mean, he had more uh, hang-ups than a dry cleaner. And, and yet, in Acts chapter 10, God hits him right between the eye. Don't call anything that I made unclean. You know, we got to go to people right with the Scripture, hit them right with the Scripture. Don't call anything I made unclean. Everything I made is good. So uh, Peter had to learn that hard lesson because he was hung up on these things, too, like you're talking about, and God had to hit him right between the eye regarding that, and that opened up his eyes regarding it. So hopefully some of these things I've shared with you is helpful because you got to go right to Scripture. Right, yeah, and uh, I agree, and I think if, if somebody's conscious forbids them from doing it, then so be it, but don't call it sin from God. That, that's a personal choice. But, so thank you, Dr. Buckner. You're welcome. Yeah, go right to Jesus. He's the greatest authority on this, and we know you can't go wrong with him, and these scriptures I've given you and the points I've given you, uh, rest on that and present that to them. If they're not going to listen, just dust the dirt off the feet <laughs> and as a testimony and move on. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand why people— always want you to co-sign on their business. If that's what you want to do, do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> do you. Yeah, right? do you. That's but right. Don't, don't get upset with me because I don't want to do it. That's or right. I, or I won't condone it or, or agree with it. Yeah, that's what Paul is saying <laughs> yeah. in Romans chapter 14. It's a matter of uh, let every man be persuaded in yeah. his own mind. We cannot force stuff upon people because that's a sin in and of itself. All right, my brother, thank you so much for your call, and God bless you. We're going to try to see if Rick is uh, awakened. God bless you, Brother Jermaine. All right, Rick, are Hello? you there? Rick? I'm here live and kicking. All okay. right, did you fall asleep for a minute? No, I was listening to you. I was listening to what you were saying to Jermaine, and I was very blessed by it. Yeah, well, we called on you before, Jermaine. We kept saying, Rick, Rick, and oh. you, you, we weren't there, so... But you're here now. You're here now. Let's use our time wisely. What's on your heart? All right. Let's do, let's just put it there. What is the significance of the number thirty? The second question is, where is where, how is the number thirty used in Scripture, and how did Jesus apply it? Oh, that's a really good question. Very good question. And you know, um, the Bible is full with numbers and stuff like that throughout, and. Um, uh, the number 30 is used as a sign of physical and mental maturity. Uh, and it was an age of being ripe to do ministry. And I can say this, that if the Bible talks about this as an age that's ripe to do ministry, we better abide by it. Let me kind of give you some examples of uh, this thing of ministry and how uh, you know, people started at the age of 30, and some of you might want to make a note of that. Joseph was uh, 30 years old when he became uh, second in command to Pharaoh after being in prison as a slave in Egypt. That's number one. And then number uh, two, uh, the priests officially entered service at the age of 30. It says from 30 years of old and upward even uh, 50 years old. In other words, at 50 years of age, that's the time when they actually retired. You remember when Jesus uh, was telling them and confirming that he was God in John 8, 
uh, and and they said, have you seen Abraham? You said, I am that I am. Have you seen Abraham? They said, you are not yet 50 years of age, and have you seen him? So the age of starting ministry was 30. The age of retirement was 50. Number three, when Moses died, the Israelites mourned him for 30 days. So uh, 30 can relate to days as well. And we find this in Deuteronomy 34 and 8. And then David became king when he was 30 years old. Uh, You know, so that's important to know. Uh, Number five, uh, Ezekiel was called by God as a prophet at the age of 30. At the age of 30, we uh, can learn about this in Ezekiel 1 and 1. And then another note, uh, John the, the Baptist was age 30 when he came out from the wilderness to pave the way for the Messiah. And uh, John was roughly 30 because the Bible says he was born six months before Jesus, and Jesus started his ministry at the age of 30. Um, Then um, uh, number seven, uh, Jesus officially started his ministry at age 30, Uh, and that's important to note as well. And that's when he found favor uh, with God and so forth and so forth. Uh, but, but prior to that, he had favor with God and so forth, but the favor was intensified. Uh, number eight, Judas betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. So uh, to make a long story short, I just want to say this, that uh, I believe that if uh, nothing can be improved upon uh, this uh, scenario uh, where John the Baptist started at 30 and Jesus started at 30, so uh, we better be careful about pushing young uh, people into the ministry too soon uh, because uh, prior to that, Jesus, before 30, he was a carpenter by trade, and he grew in stature and wisdom. And I think we need to be training people and mentoring them. And then that age of 30 is a ripe age, and that's what they did in biblical days. So hopefully this is giving you some insight into the principle on a larger scale of 30. Amen. Very much so. And, and, and it applies in so many different ways. I mean, my favorite one was with David. He, he knew he was going to be king as a teenager, but he had to go through a lot of uh, training and a lot of uh, rough, uh, rough spots before he, he became anointed king. That's right. He waited. He paid his dues. And it's, it's reminding us to pay our dues, pay our dues first. That's right. Yep. And that's why they had it set up for 30 years of age. And we get a lot of young people in trouble by pushing them too fast. You got to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And then it was a certain time when they did it. So thank you for your call. It looked like uh, Walter Martin used to say, uh, Walter Martin used to say, time, our mortal enemy is rushing by with rapidity. Brother Gary, knock a home run in the name of Jesus. All right. Well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast. And we'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, Frederick, our phone counselor, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. It's important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us. So please, drop us a note. Let us know how this program has blessed you. You can reach us at Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, 
Make comments and dialogue with Dr. Buckner always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.